Hi, my name is Joe Hancock, founder of His Vessel Ministries, and your host for Becoming His Vessel podcast. Often say in this thing called life, I may not always get it right, but my heart is to get it right. So my heart's desire is that this would be a resource for me as well as you, that we would be formed by God's Word, filled with Father God, and just poured out for His glory, truly becoming His vessel. You know, we're fighting a lot of issues, a lot of problems right now. And our enemies, our flesh, the demonic forces, they are laughing at us. You know why? Because we've got our prayers out of order. Yeah, we're praying the Word and we see some things and we're praying Scripture. But I want you to hang in with me today because I want to speak some truth that I believe will change you going forth. Now, as I talk... And I know you can apply this. If you're right into the throes of trying to help turn our nation back to God, you can apply this to where you are praying for that. Maybe you're on your knees praying for yourself to be better, to be free from strongholds in your life or, you know, free from your flesh. You apply this to that. Maybe it's your family you're standing in the gap for. And you see defeat and chaos and confusion and you see how... So many things have gone awry. You apply this truth to that. What am I saying? And the church. We're praying that our church will be bold and speak truth. And for some reason, it's not happening. We seem to keep dwindling. You apply this, what I'm about to say today, to the situation of the church. Let me tell you, the issue is our prayers are out of order. Our strength is out of order. We're depending on our flesh for our strength, or we're depending on prayers that are not getting through to the heavenly throne of God. Why? Let me tell you. See, we're not free to be bold. We're trying to ask someone else to be bold because the enemy is snuffing out truth. We're to be bold. Today, I want to help all of us How to be prepared to be bold. Remember, what is bold? As we look through the book of Acts, you go through Paul. They spoke with boldness. They went forth with boldness. What is that? I'm not talking about a force, a power, a strong voice. Boldness is simply to be freed up to speak what the Holy Spirit wants you to speak. And you may be, you know, like some of my friends, they have quiet, gentle tones of voice, but yet they can speak boldness. Why? Because they're freed up to speak what the Holy Spirit wants to speak through them. It doesn't have to be forceful, like you're going to run over them, as we've said before, like a bulldozer. But boldness is to be free to speak as the Holy Spirit wants you to speak. See, here's the problem. We're not freed up. We're not freed up in our flesh or, you know, what holds the enemy has on our life to speak under the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God. So what we got to do is every day we got to get dressed. What is it? Isaiah 52, 12. You don't go out in haste nor by flight, but by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. So when you go about your day, when you go out, when you get prepared to go forth, the very first thing that you must do is to get yourself dressed filled with the Holy Spirit of God. See, so many times we say, oh, I've got to put on the whole armor of God so I can stand against the wiles of the devil. See, 
That is out of order unless you have first cleansed yourself, cleansed your heart, cleansed your way, cleansed your motives, cleansed your personal agenda for the day, and been filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Because now you're prepared to put on the whole armor of God. So, how do we do this? How do we get dressed? It's not you. It is the Holy Spirit. See, we want to be healthy as we go out and we allow God to use us or we make a difference in our home. We make a difference in our house of worship. We make a difference within the body of Christ. You make a difference to help turn this nation back to God. You do it out of holiness. See, healthy individuals, a healthy you makes a healthy home. And a healthy home makes a healthy church. A healthy church makes a healthy nation. What am I saying? Second Corinthians 7 says, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of what? Of the body and the spirit. And then bringing forth holiness to the completion in the fear of God. See, every day we're to go out in holiness. That's what I mean by healthy, to be whole, to be made whole. That's really what healing is. You're healing in your spirit, your soul, and your body. Holiness. And so when you're holy, you can spill over in your family and help bring holiness. And then as your family lives holy in the completion, in the fear of God, you can go into your house of worship and have an influence to help make your house of worship and hold the body of Christ holy. And then the body of Christ can now go out in the world and make an influence of holiness for the nation. See, the problem is we haven't been bold, freed up, filled and anointed with the Holy Spirit of God, empowered by the Holy Spirit of God to go forth to make a difference for holiness. And just slowly over the generations, it's gotten snuffed out. So we got to get back to holiness. And the only way we can get back to holiness, upholding his name, is to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. So what do we have to do first? Hey, we got to make sure every day we are filled with the Holy Spirit, that we're healthy, that we purpose to live holy and pure, undefiled. But let me tell you, many of us are being defeated. We're being defeated, and we can't be bold in our witness. We can't be freed up to speak as the Holy Spirit wants to speak through us because our flesh is in the way. That's our self, selfishness we want for ourselves, Or we got to demolish some strongholds in our own life, maybe strongholds over our family, maybe strongholds over your city, and strongholds over our nation. We got to tear down some demonic forces so that we're free to be bold. And see, we got to be well-dressed, full of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to take you to Ephesians 6, 10. Because it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the strength of His might. Then he says, put on the whole armor of God. See, before you ever put on the whole armor of God, 
You've got to make sure that you are holy yourself and that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what verse 10 is all about. We're trying to put on the armor and we're trying to go out and feed the demonic forces in the heavenly realm and we're not even prepared to do it. See, you can't do it. You have to do it through the power of the Holy Spirit that's going to work through you. And then he says, if we do this, put on this whole armor, in verse 19, what happened to Paul? He said, then it led to boldness to do what? To be a witness for Jesus Christ. So let's back up. And how do we do this? All right. Looking at verse 10, to be bold. I'm going to break that down. But how did Paul even get to this? Let me go back and just briefly tell you how all this happened. Because maybe you need to back up to some areas of your spiritual walk and refine it or get it undefiled. Let me tell you what Ephesians is all about. Ephesians 1, Paul talks about your salvation is in Christ. You were saved in Christ. So you've been accepted in the beloved. We're to live out that salvation and know that we have been accepted. We've not been rejected. So you can just rebuke that lie of the enemy that you're rejected. No, you are accepted in the blood. Chapter 2, he said it was by the grace of God through faith that you came to Jesus Christ. It wasn't your works. It's what Christ did for you. And then he set you in a heavenly seat. you got to see where you are seated in Christ. It's up here in the heavenly realm. And you're to stay in that seat what? With all the enemy and demonic forces under your feet as Christ has seated you. And then chapter 3, he said, you've been united as one with Christ. How? By the Holy Spirit. This is what yields peace. See, we're trying to create a false peace. And I see this happening across our nation, trying to create everybody coming together in peace. It'll only be done in the power of the Holy Spirit. Not in a program, not in a design by man, not how man can think up. No, as you yield to the Holy Spirit, you're united in oneness with Christ Jesus. And as the Holy Spirit directs and points the finger, then you move in oneness with the Holy Spirit and you yield peace among the people, among the nation. That is how it will happen. And you are strengthened with power through the Holy Spirit. What? To live out the gospel. That's what chapter 3 was all about. And then chapter 4, what does he say? Now go live this new life. This new life that you now have in Christ. Go live the, the new life and you be a witness to other people. Let me just point out something here in chapter 4 that is so critical. It's really been a rema for me for about the last year. And I pray this, I cannot tell you how many times. And to be unified, to be one with Christ and to walk out this new life. He says in Ephesians 4, he said, now look, walk in a manner worthy what you've been called to live. How you've been called to live, walk worthy of it. And how do you do it? In humility. What? That selflessness. Hey, that may be what you need to go before the throne and empty of yourself so that you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying you are. I know that's where God's had me lately. He's been cleaning, cutting away the self. He said, you do this with all humility and kindness and with patience, bearing with one another in love. What? Listen to this real careful. Endeavoring to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. 
See, what are we to be unified with? Not from man to man to man, but you come in unity of the Spirit. And you don't do that through a program or the power of man. You do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. To bear with one another in love and to keep this unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, you are yielded to the Holy Spirit. And you walk selfless, yielded to the Holy Spirit, so that the power of the Holy Spirit works through your life. And you don't walk united with the flesh. Why? Because that will lead, again, to a counterfeit peace, to a counterfeit love that I see trying to be developed throughout the church, throughout the nation. No, we walk in love, agape love. What is agape love? Denying yourself. And walking out as a sacrifice so that Christ is exalted. It's not trying to exalt man. You exalt Christ. And so we got to put away being united with the flesh. We don't unite with demonic forces that are working through other people. We recognize them. And we flee from them. We run from them. We don't join hands with those demonic forces that's trying to bring a counterfeit peace, that's trying to bring a counterfeit love. No, you flee from that. And you unite with the Holy Spirit that will bring true peace. How? As you're walking in love. But you see, when we bind with demonic forces, they work to defeat us. So we got to recognize that. we got to understand what we're working with. It comes back again to the power of the Holy Spirit. And then in chapter 5, what does he say? He says, now walk in love. Love is always an action. It's always an action. It's not something you just talk about. It's total sacrifice to go walk what? Wherever the Holy Spirit leads you. And there's an order to do that. And that's what he talks about in chapter 5. An order, he talks about, okay, under the authority of the Holy Spirit. Now, in the earthly realm, God has instituted an order of authority. So you keep your life under, yielded to the Holy Spirit. And he talks about the order of the individual. How do you submit? There's an order in the home. There's a submission. What submission is to get under that protection? Why? So you can keep walking in love. So you can keep walking in unity of the Holy Spirit. Why? So you can make a difference. So that when you speak, it is bold. You're free to speak what the Holy Spirit wants to speak. See, I'm going to tell you, it might be that you can't get filled with the Holy Spirit and you can't defeat some strongholds, some evil forces around you because maybe the home is out of order. Maybe you need to go back and get under some authority that God has ordained for you so that you are protected and now you are empowered in a, with a spiritual force so that you can be bold and make a difference. Now, if that's something that you need help with, maybe you need to be discipled in that area. I encourage you to reach out to His Vessel Ministries. We have an entire curriculum that is written how to get your home in spiritual order. Yes, physical order too, but spiritually, what does that look like? So you again take power over your home, not in the flesh, but in the spirit. 
so that God then creates a home of peace. This is why we call it the blueprint to bringing peace to the home. So reach out if that's something that you recognize is out of order in your life and engage in that. You can get two or three people in your own home and do it together that are committed to say, hey, this is what we need in our life and we need to get our home back in order. And then Paul moves to chapter 6. And he says, now finally that you know you're saved, the grace of God is on you, you're up here in your heavenly seat, you see all the enemy under you and they are defeated and you're walking in one with the Holy Spirit and you got your life in order, you're working under the proper order of authority here in the earthly realm so you've got power to live and make a difference and you're walking in love, you're living this out. He said, now in chapter 6, he says, finally my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. What is he saying? I want to break that one verse down for you. And if you're where you can get a pen and paper, you write this down, you go back, you read this verse, you meditate on this verse, you pray this verse over you, because I believe it is critical before you ever even think about it putting on the armor of God, having all the weapons to defeat demonic forces that would come against you. And we'll talk about that in another podcast. But right here is where we get the power to be bold and we get the power to walk in utter freedom to be everything that God wants us to be. So here in chapter six, what is he saying? He said, finally, be strong in the Lord. You know what you got to do? You got to die to yourself. This is back chapter five, walking in love. Hey, sacrificing yourself. You say, well, I don't want to do that. Everybody looks over me. No, when you die to yourself, God reaches down and exalts you. He gives you everything, and I have found beyond everything that you ever hoped or dreamed. But once you die to yourself, you empty out yourself. Now you can be filled up with the Holy Spirit. And then you're now ready, hey, to put on this armor of God. And when he says put it on, that word, you know, many people say, well, let me put on this piece and this piece and this piece. That is not what he's saying. The Greek word for put on means you're now ready to sink down and to be fully clothed with everything that you need. Why? To keep walking under the power of the Holy Spirit. Why? So you can be bold and be that witness. And now there's light out into the world. And you just pray in the Spirit. What does that mean? As the Holy Spirit directs and guides you, then you just simply pray it back to the Father, whether very specifically, whether you're interceding, where you're praying for yourself. And it leads to this boldness. So to be strong, he said, finally, be strong. That word is being strong spiritually, not in your flesh. See, so many times we're trying to be strong by taking control, by manipulating, trying to maneuver the outcome. Let me tell you something. You've just joined forces with the enemy when you're doing that. He said, no, be strong spiritually up here in your heavenly seat because you are one in Christ, united with him. So you're not strong in your flesh. You're strong spiritually. How do you get strong spiritually? You die to the flesh. You die to yourself. And now you are empowered. To be strong is now to be empowered in the Lord. And he said, be strong in the Lord and in the strength. That word strength is that now the power of the Holy Spirit has dominion over you. 
has control over you. See, if we haven't died to ourselves and we've not died to our flesh and we've opened up opportunities for the enemy to come in and have places of influence over our life, we have to go back and identify those and they have control over us. And many times we're being motivated and we're being driven by the control of a demonic force and we hadn't even recognized it. Why? Because we haven't totally been filled with the Holy Spirit. And so we're working under power of a counterfeit power that is going to bring us down to destruction and ultimately death rather than yielding to the power of the Holy Spirit that's going to bring life and that abundant life, as he says in John 10, 10. And he said, you walk in the strength of his. Now listen to this real carefully, because this is so good. When you break down the word his and you break down the word might, you know what it means? It says you walk in the strength of his. That is a baffling wind. It means a wind. You know what it's saying? in the strength of the Holy Spirit, because the wind is the Holy Spirit comes as a wind. It comes as a force upon you like a wind. And that's the power coming over you. And that word might is forces. So you walk being controlled where the baffling wind, the Holy Spirit, the force of the Holy Spirit is now controlling everything that you do. And now you're in position, what, to be boldness. See, our boldness is not going to come from the flesh or demonic forces. It's going to come from the Holy Spirit. As we allow that wind, the force of the Holy Spirit to work through our life, to blow over us and in us and through us, we go out and be bold to speak the Word of God that breaks down strongholds, that demolishes forces or counterfeits of the enemy so that we can be the light and we take back our home. We take back our life. We take back our church. We take back our nation. And we don't allow intimidation. We don't allow the enemy to manipulate peace, to control what the love of God looks like. No, we allow the Holy Spirit to just pour it out and we recognize it because it's by a force. It's by a wind that blows through like we've never felt before. And we recognize it because it is spiritual and not physical. And now that's when things begin to happen. See, to be used by demonic forces to stir up these results that are not of God, it always brings separation and strife. Let me tell you, that's where you can recognize under which force, under which dominion you are operating. If it is bringing separation, if it is bringing strife, you are moving under the power of a demonic force and not the Holy Spirit of God. Why? Because God, remember what Paul just said here in Ephesians, Ephesians 3, you're united as one. So you move in oneness. You move united. And if you're moving and it's separating believers, it's separating 
you from Christ. It's separating you from the word. You better take note because something is moving through you to divide. And if it's bringing strife and contention, it is always of the enemy. It is not of God. So it's not you that makes things happen. See, boldness comes out of the death to yourself. And it comes out of defeated demonic forces and totally moving under the power of the Holy Spirit. I cannot emphasize this enough because so many times we get caught up in saying, well, I'm going to take the sword of the Spirit and I'm going to defeat this enemy. Well, are you doing it in your power? Or have you made sure that you're full of the Holy Spirit? You have no personal agenda. You have no selfish ambition. You have no manipulation working through you. You're not trying to do this for your own selfish gain, but you're totally yielded and the Holy Spirit sees and wants to work through you now to draw the sword of the Spirit. Why? To defeat something that the enemy is trying to keep you from walking in one with Christ. The enemy is trying to work to keep you from loving agape love, that sacrificial love, not out of yourself, but the way Christ loves. If the enemy is trying to keep you from being a bold witness, we need some holy boldness. Not boldness to just go make something happen to devise a plan that it end up being a counterfeit and it only pleases for a season. No, we need holy boldness to get healthy, to get one with Christ to make a difference. And Paul has told us very clearly how that's going to happen. Don't try to use that armor of God and that pieces of armor until you have first been filled by the Holy Spirit. This is what takes us back to Acts 2. You've got to be baptized with the Holy Spirit and now walk being filled. That's a continuous action, filled with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit takes you through the day where the Holy Spirit wants to take you. The Holy Spirit speaks through you what the Holy Spirit wants to speak. Why? To bring oneness with Christ in our nation. To bring oneness with Christ in our home. To get back to being the light. This is how we're going to take our nation back. This is how the church is going to regain its strength, its influence, its power in the nation. This is how your home is going to come back from chaos to total peace is when we walk, as he said, being strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. I pray that you get that scripture, memorize that scripture and begin to pray it. Don't even go on to the rest of the armor. You stop right there and you pray that scripture until the Holy Spirit speaks to you and gives you direction, first teaches you and then guides you how the Holy Spirit wants to align you in alignment with this word so that you can truly be a bold witness and make a difference wherever your world is, wherever your world is. What is that? Wherever your territory is, because that's where God wants to use you and make a difference. Now, let me end by being bold. I want to ask, are you there? If you are, great. Amen. Continue on. Teach it to someone else. But if you're not, why not? 
You need to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, every day being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I beseech you, do whatever it takes to get there. Because without it, you are powerless. And you'll just continue day in and day out, always trying to be satisfied, but living unsatisfied. Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become His vessel.